This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. Hi everyone, I'm Jen. And I'm Jess. We're the hosts of the beauty podcast Fat Mascara, here to tell you about Strivectin's new Super C Retinol Brighten and Correct Vitamin C Serum. We often interview dermatologists on our podcast, and two of their favorite skincare ingredients to recommend are retinol and vitamin C. This Strivectin serum has both in one lightweight layerable formula. It also helps to smooth fine lines, and it's clinically proven to visibly brighten and firm skin. If you want to learn more about Strivectin's new Super C Retinol Brighten and Correct Vitamin C Serum, Visit strivectin.com. BBC Sounds. Music, radio, podcasts. His last poll at Sochi was 2014, but he's done it just when he needed to as well. Lewis Hamilton gets pole position ahead of Max Verstappen and Valtteri Bottas. This is the Checkered Flag Podcast, and I'm Jenny Gow. So he's 96th pole position, but Jack Nichols, Jolian Palmer, not the easiest for him. And uh, he gave himself a lot of work to do, didn't he, Lewis Hamilton? He said that it was a horrible qualifying session for him, mainly in Q2. Basically, it was all going swimmingly. Then at the first run in Q2, he went over the runoff at turn 18. His lap time got deleted. Still no big stress. He's just got to go out again and do another lap. But then there was a red flag, a crash for Sebastian Vettel with only two minutes and 15 seconds left on the clock. So he had to really fight his way through the field, sprint around to get a lap in in Q2, which he did. And ultimately, then he went on to take pole position by six tenths of a second. So quite strange for such a dominant, uh, you know, dominant performance to become in such a horrible, in inverted commas, session for him. But he did the job, pole position. Biggest thing is Max Verstappen got ahead of Valtteri Bottas and... We'll start second on the grid tomorrow. Yeah, Jolion, when it comes to people who perform under pressure, I mean, Hamilton's your man, isn't it? You, you back him every time because of, because of the reputation that he has, the experience he has and the performance he gives. Yeah, it's just because he keeps delivering under pressure. That's why he's got all the records he has, six titles, so many pole positions. You don't get the pole position record if you can't deliver under pressure. There's so much pressure in qualifying. And ultimately, it came down to such fine margins in Q2 for him. So, so tight to get out of the uh, the garage at the right time. Then behind a melee of cars, do you overtake some cars? Do you try and get a gap for yourself? Because you don't want to start a lap on, on the gearbox of Esteban Ocon was the car just ahead of him. So many factors at play. And in the end, it was, it was about one second, if that, that he crossed the line by. A bit of judgment, but also a, a bit of luck in Q2 to get through that. But then Q3, he was in a league of his own. So um, merits the pole position. Was tight for him, was stressful, but you wouldn't have known that if you just tuned in for Q3. <laughs> um, Hamilton, we'll hear from him in just a minute, but he'll have his work cut out, certainly for the race, won't he? Yes, well, he, he thinks he'll be behind by the time he gets to turn two. It is a long run down to the second corner, and... We saw last year Ferrari sort of played the team orders um, coming down into turn two. They sort of went side by side and blocked off the Mercedes fundamentally. 
And they won't be able to do that tomorrow, Mercedes, even if that it was something that they would be interested in doing. I don't know. But he's uh, got Verstappen alongside him on the front row. Verstappen's going to be trying to attack. Hamilton will be on the soft tyre, whereas Verstappen and Bottas are going to be on the medium tyres. So that's going to be a different element. There's just... There's just lots of variables in the Grand Prix tomorrow that I think we don't get sometimes, i.e. Mugello, the two Mercedes starting on the front row, Verstappen in third. There's no real difference in strategy. There's no difference in tyres. Mercedes do their best to try and make sure there is no difference in strategy between their two cars. Unavoidably today, there is. So I think tomorrow is going to be interesting. It could be not a great race, you know, but, but there, there's a few ingredients that, that suggest it could be fun. And thankfully for Mercedes, they did get Hamilton out on the soft tyre at the end of Q2, and he did manage to get the lap in. Otherwise, Verstappen would be on pole position because he, wow. he genuinely out-qualified yeah, yeah. Valtteri Bottas. So without Hamilton in Q3, Verstappen would have Red Bull's first pole position of the year. That's saying something, isn't it? Right, let's listen to our top three drivers. We'll have Bottas, Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. Lewis. Oh, congratulations! What a what an awesome drive. Um, I mean, challenging qualifying for you. You've you know had that red flag in in Q2, which uh, put you a little bit on the back foot. But what an amazing lap in uh, in Q3. Yeah. Well, firstly, I gotta say a big big hi to all the fans that are here. You know, we've we've I've missed the fans so much through the year, and it's really it. I can't tell you how how great it is to see people. I hope everyone's got their masks on and staying safe. But. You know, this morning when I left the hotel, I had um, a, a couple of fans there that had the Black Lives Matter mask on, and I was just, I'm just so humbled by everyone's support and, you know, how everyone's kind of worked this year. And, yeah, so it's really great to see everybody. Uh, the session was, oh, it was one of the worst qualifying sessions. <laughs> it was horrible. You know, heart in your mouth the whole way. Um, the, uh, the, first, the first one just, um, I think, I can't remember, I got, got the time taken away, obviously, which is... It's the first time I've gone wide there the whole weekend. And I, I, I wanted to just stay out and do another lap just to get a banker, but they said, come in, get a new tires, and then the red flag came out. So, and it was a real risk once we got out on that, on that next tire at the end. Ultimately, I'm starting on the soft tire, which is, uh, is not good. Um, and beyond on the, it's nice being on pole, but here's <laughs> probably the worst place to be on pole with the draggier cars this year. So undoubtedly, I'm most likely to get dragged past tomorrow. And, you know, the, both the cars I'm racing against, they're both on the medium tomorrow. So um, definitely going to make it hard to win the race. But nonetheless, I'm going to stay positive, try and figure out how I can navigate my way through, um, get a good start, whatever it may be. And we'll see. Congratulations. All the Thank best you. for tomorrow. Thank you. Max, congratulations. P2 on the grid. What a fantastic recovery from yesterday. Yeah, I think um, we were struggling a bit to, to find the right balance uh, with the car on this track. It's quite slippery around here. Even uh, this morning, I was not entirely happy. And through qualifying, I, we were really working on trying to, you know, to nail the balance. And I think in, in Q3, the, the final run especially, uh, it was not bad. So uh, to be second on the grid, I, I didn't expect. So yeah, very, very pleased with that. And it's a good position for tomorrow as well. Second is, a, is not a bad position here because with the draft to, to turn one, maybe there's an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I think if we can have a, a decent start, then um, the toe effect is very big around here. So if it can get a good draft, who knows what, uh, what is going to happen into turn two. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting anyway with the tires as well uh, tomorrow. Yeah, congratulations. Good Thank luck you. tomorrow.
Valtteri, P3 on the grid tomorrow. Um, it was looking so good after Q2. What happened in Q3? Tell us about qualifying. Yeah, it's been looking pretty good all, all weekend. You know, I felt the pace been been really good, and uh, also Q1, Q2 was all nice and smooth. But Q3, to be honest, I don't know. I, I found some gains, but obviously the others found more. And I think here is is pretty sensitive with the with the tyres getting them right. Uh, the first run in Q3. My tires were too cold. Second run, I don't know. I just couldn't couldn't go any quicker. So some question marks over there, but uh, I think actually it's a pretty good place to start third here, and uh, I think I'm on the right tire as well. Yeah, exactly. Starting from third is uh, a long way up until to to turn one. What do you think about the race tomorrow? Yeah, I remember once I started third here, and I I know what happened then. So uh, for sure, I try to do the same, and yeah, I, I really think I have advantage with the, with the medium tire in the first stint. So still all to play for. Okay, good luck tomorrow. So, Stoffel van Dorn there with the interviews. And, uh, you know, Lewis Hamilton clearly thinking that uh, he's going to have a challenge to win the race. Starting on the soft isn't good and one of the worst qualifying sessions he's ever had. But uh, he'll have the fans behind him, won't he? I think the fans will just want to see a good race in Sochi. Not a, not a common occurrence, that's for sure. And I think... It's, this is, I mean, we're in classic Hamilton territory, aren't we, where he's up against, back against the wall in Q2 and then he storms pole position by six-tenths of a second. He's sort of got everything lined up, even though he's on pole position. Everything's against him tomorrow because he's got Verstappen and Bottas on the better strategy and all of that. So it's all lined up for a bit of a... My tyres won't get to the end of the race, Bono. Hasn't it? Oh, I forgot about that. I was excited for it until you said that. <laughs> do a stint on the softs, then he'll put, put the hards on after on lap three when there's a safety car, and then he'll be sort of nursing those. Yeah, but you know what I mean? It's classic Hamilton back against the wall kind of thing, even though he's on pole position. So I'm looking forward to it. I, the, the thing you have to question, really, though, Bottas, yes, okay. Um, has the sort of better tyre and the optimal strategy for tomorrow's race. But he's so far away from Hamilton in terms of pure pace that Hamilton would have been able to match Bottas's time on medium tyres in Q3. You know, if you take a sort of rough estimate that the softs to the mediums is six tenths of a second, Hamilton outqualified Bottas by six tenths of a second. So that's the pace advantage Hamilton has over Bottas. That's the big concern, really, is that it's that huge pace advantage Hamilton has. No, so no matter what strategy anybody else is on, can they stop him with that kind of speed? So is our only chance, Julian, off the line? Well, off the line, he'll have the best tyres, but the, the two behind will have a slipstream. They will arrive relatively together down yeah. at turn two. So then when you're in a, a fight down at turn two with the two Mercedes arriving together, Hamilton and Bottas, if they shake off Verstappen and the Mercedes are side by side, we know Hamilton will be ahead at the exit of the first corner. If Verstappen's in that mix as well, that's a very different dynamic. He is aggressive. He will want to take the lead. And, uh, and that could see Hamilton shuffle back. Then he'll have a faster tyre to come through. He'll have, to, he'll have to do some overtaking, really. But so Bottas could be fourth or fifth by turn three or four tomorrow. Like that's the other that's the other element of it. Not to sort of uh, criticise him too strongly. I'm I'm not meaning to do that, but you know, based on his recent sort of starting performances, there's a very valid possibility that Perez gets the slipstream off 
Verstappen and and gets ahead of Bottas as well. And then Bottas is, has got a tricky race in front of him. I mean, it's fine for um, for you know the likes of uh, Verstappen to to manage to do such a good job on a Saturday, but. What is their car like when it comes to the race? What are we expecting them to be able to do? Because they're starting on, on the preferential tyre. So is Verstappen in with a shot here? I can't see Verstappen. He's got a shot simply because of the tyre offset and the tyre difference against Hamilton. So if if something happens, I think they could take advantage of that. I think in a pure race where, you know, let's say it's a safety car start kind of thing, uh, Hamilton wins the Grand Prix. I, I don't think that Verstappen has enough to, to really fight in terms of pure pace but something could happen and they've and Red Bull have put themselves in the position where they can take advantage if something happens but Verstappen against Bottas you'd say he's got a chance absolutely and that could be the race it could be the race that is for the win really if Hamilton's soft tyre falls away and he's actually on the worst strategy Verstappen v Bottas is very even I'd say normally the Red Bull's better in race trim than they are in quality trim and he's out qualified Bottas so that doesn't bode well for uh, for Valtteri too much. I still think Hamilton, for me, is favourite for the for the yeah. race win. I think he'll survive his strategy. I think we will have a lot of tyre comments tomorrow. I think it could be... There's a lot of records being broken this week. Kimi Raikkonen most starts. Hamilton can equal the most race victories. I wonder if we might get a record for Hamilton most tyre comments in a race tomorrow. <laughs> I'm poised for it. What's We're going to have to do some record? digging. It's got to be Monaco last year, hasn't it? Yeah. I'll, I'll watch through the archives and I'll come up with a number for, for tomorrow. And then we'll start a tally chart. So I reckon it'll probably start... He's on the soft tyres. It'll start probably lap two. <laughs> so much to look forward to with you guys. Um, look, I just want to ask, uh, mentality, Jolien, let us in on this. Unlock the secrets for us when it comes to being a racing driver. Because Valtteri Bottas, at a circuit that he goes well at, has not had a good day. Um, he's qualified in third place. He's eons behind his teammate. And now he has to climb back in the car on a Sunday and psych himself back into this. Is that difficult to do if you're Valtteri Bottas? But tomorrow's another day. And that's what he's got to, he's got to think, really. It, it's, uh, it's a chance for him to win the race. He starts third. He's won here before. He's won here from third before in uh, 2017, I think. So, yeah, he can do it basically, and he's got to get himself back into that zone. But how do you do that as a driver, Jolien? Well, what was if you have a bad day on your, in your presenting? You have a bad day of presenting. You have a bad session of presenting. (laughs) If it it once happens, you you turn up to the next session. If you bodge the opener to FP1, do you bodge the opener for FP2? No, you come in with a fresh start. Hello, welcome to Sochi for uh, (laughs) FP2. This is your audition. <laughs> I'm just saying in. what you might do. You'd give it, a, you know, a big flair, big zest. But that, that, but surely that is where it gets in your head. If I do a bad race start commentary, are you then, worried about the next race start? Yeah. Well, then, yeah. and then you're overthinking oh, it, and then you sort get your mental game out, Nichols. <laughs> no, if you have a bad race start, no, the next one's different. You've done many good ones in the past. Thank Bottas you. has done many good ones in the past. You just you don't think about the one bad time. You don't think about the bad qualifying of the day before. You think, no, race start, let's go back to my procedures. Actually, Bottas has made some pretty lousy race starts this year. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's made some oh, good ones. Dear. He's got to focus on the good ones. And, and you've got to learn from the lousy ones. Don't move your clutch paddle before the lights go out. That's fairly fundamental. And then just think about your tactics. Slipstreaming you... Hamilton down to turn two. That's his Don't obvious it. target. 
Did you ever have anxiety dreams? If you'd had a bad Saturday ahead of a race, did you ever had anxiety dreams going into the Sunday? What, about performance? About racing, did you... you Oh, I had the odd dream of turning up to the grid and not having your helmet there and stuff like this. Those ones where you're like, oh, I'm... Everyone's got my car ready. This is, you know, the high-pressure sport, and I turn up and I've got no kit. And you regret voting against the Halo now. What's that got to do with it? Because you've got no helmet. But you wouldn't be allowed to race with no helmet. <laughs> I know. God. Are you gonna, so after that poor comment, Don't are you going to be struggling? Yeah, for the next comment you make here, yeah. you're going to be dwelling on that My still. next little wisecrack, I'm going to think, oh, no, I'm not going to do another one because <laughs> listeners are now rejoicing. <laughs> right, well, well, it was a good day for, well, a messy but good day in the end for Hamilton and Verstappen. You have to look down at his, his Red Bull teammate, Alex Albon, P10. And, and a long way off the pace of Verstappen. Do we know what went wrong for him, Jack? No. Uh, 1.8 seconds slower... Than, sorry, 1.2 seconds slower than Verstappen, which is really big, obviously. And he found a tenth in the... from the second part of qualifying. But Verstappen found 1.3 because he did the second part of qualifying on the mediums on a first run. So... You know, he was getting quicker as the session went on, but just didn't find that that chunk in the in the final session. But even if there's not really much higher that he could have got, even if he'd have found four tenths of a second, that would only put him seventh on the grid. So another difficult day for for Albon. We'll see what he can do in the Grand Prix tomorrow. But Verstappen and Bottas were not that far ahead of the midfield. So as we've seen so often this year. If the Red Bull is just in front of the midfield in the hands of Verstappen, then it's going to be sort of fully in the midfield uh, in the hands of Albon. And once again, Pierre Gasly out-qualifying out Albon. That, that midfield battle tomorrow, it's going to be epic, isn't it, Julian? It usually is, and I think it will be, yeah. I think, I think, I think it's going to be Ricardo versus Perez for the, for the fourth spot. I don't, I don't feel like science has got enough in the McLaren to, to beat them, but... McLaren are the kind of team this year that are doing that at times. Yeah, you don't you don't rule out McLaren no, exactly. from a midfield fight on a Saturday, that's for sure. I, Science, it, I think they're going to be there in, in race trim with Ricardo, with Perez. Lance Stroll was a bit of a, a loser today with his, uh, his issue Hush. at the end of Q2. Oh. <laughs> um, he had to get wheeled out, couldn't improve in, in Q2, so he'll be on a charge from further back than he's used to. So that means Perez is the only racing point up there against two McLarens, two Renaults. But Perez has actually had a good weekend so far. Um, What about the Ferraris? Not great times for them. Charles Leclerc will start in P11, so at least he can do something with the tyre strategy. But the whole red flag situation came about because Sebastian Vettel lost it at turn two, then lost it again at turn four. Turn four was the fatal one because it pretty much totaled the car a lot of damage to that as well so um i mean it, it, and at one point it looked like leclerc just only managed to swerve to avoid vettel in that crash jack yeah I, I've, I've seen the replay of the leclerc thing quite a lot of times and the vettel seemed to crash quite a long way in front of him but i think it was just the front wing of vettel meant that leclerc sort of had nowhere to go it was a bit i was quite confused as to how it was so close but it was in the end 
look, Vettel's mistake. He was pushing, he was taking risks. Realistically, if he'd have been two tenths off his teammate, which he has been for sort of most of the season, then he would be starting 14th instead of 15th. So Ferrari is about where you'd expect them to be after the last few races, the lower the lower ends of the midfield, just in front of the backmarking group. I thought it would get better here since we moved away from the sort of the Spa and the and the Monzas of the world, but yeah, they're very much at the back of the midfield now and there's not really much to, to say about it, to be honest. Leclerc probably got the most out of the car, just missed out on getting into Q3 by a tenth or so. Vettel probably, if he'd have finished his lap, would have been a couple of tenths behind Leclerc as he has been most of the year. So it's kind of there exactly where you sort of expect, really. They did bring an aero update here this weekend. And yeah, OK, it's just a few different place slots on the um, rear wing end plates and things like that, little little bits and pieces. Um, it doesn't seem like that's made a huge difference to the car. And it might be that Vettel can't even run them tomorrow because they might not have enough spares. Jolien, I mean, we've seen a few disparities between teammates in cars. Stroll's running an upgrade package and there's none for Perez. Uh, Norris running the upgrade package at McLaren. Sainz not. I mean, when you're the driver who hasn't got the upgrade package, does that automatically put you on the back foot? Does it rub you up the wrong way? Yeah, uh, yeah, yes, basically, because every time you look at the data and you see the the gap to your teammate, you just think, ah, oh, is that the the new whatever part it is? It's always in the back of your mind that the the other guy's got a slightly better car, and it can justify all of their performance, basically, or certainly a big part. Um, and it, it's difficult, I think, knowing that uh, that you've got a worse car than your teammate, basically. But it's it's so part of Formula One really is is fairly commonplace and again we talk about the the mental resilience of all these drivers this is just part of the game to just dig in and, and do the best with what you got quick mention for George Russell qualifying in P14 in the Williams Jack yep good job from Russell that was, that was the most he could get out of it even to break clear of the rest of the of the back markers was impressive actually because 50, Grosjean and Giovinazzi, Magnussen, Latifi, Raikkonen were all sort of half a second away from having any shot of getting through into Q2. So for Russell to go a second quicker than Latifi was pretty impressive, to be honest. And we watched the lap on board with him and it was nice, smooth, committed, good stuff really from Russell. Really sort of enjoyable to, to watch, actually. And he did a good job. As you said earlier on in the in the commentary, they've been working on race pace a little more than qualifying pace necessarily but that didn't really seem to to change so they'll be hoping that they can be there or thereabouts if we have a sort of chaotic race tomorrow in which there's some points available but good job from Russell Latifi a long way away and then Hassan Alpha bringing up the rear really as they as they have done most of the year with Kimi Raikkonen at the back imagine if he's going to break the record for the most starts starting at the back of the grid not much pomp and fanfare and ceremony for well, him. No, if, if there is some kind of celebration on the grid, we'll know what he'll be doing. <laughs> At least they have space to do it, I suppose, in a socially distanced manner. Well, okay, um, I don't think we're talking about the same thing. OK, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Brazil 06 or whatever it was. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I hope it's socially distanced. I hope it's socially distanced when you're doing that. Anyway. Oh, dear. Sorry, I was just looking down at the safety car record and not really listening to you then properly. 80% uh, chance of a safety car. So it could be a dramatic race or at least a mixed up race you just 
You never know. So, okay, for, final question for you. Uh, will we be in the Checker Flag podcast tomorrow talking about Hamilton having equaled Schumacher's record of 91 race wins? Yes or no? Yeah. Jolian. Oh, oh Jack, no, sorry. No, you no, went I'm not first. answering. No. I'm not answering. Jolian. Jumpstart. Of course we will. Yeah, of course we will. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So join us for that. It'll be a cracking checkered flag. It'll be out tomorrow evening after the race and after all the drama of the Grand Prix. And remember, we are on air from midday. We'll be on Five Live Sports Extra. We'll be online, on the app, all the usual places that you want to hear us. So from all of the team, until then, it's goodbye. This has been an IMG production for BBC Radio Five Live. BBC Sounds. Cast your mind back to the so-called second summer of love. A quiet and not-so-quiet revolution was going on. Motorways, synthesizers, gatherings, 303s and pills. Ecstasy, the Battle of Rave. The new unmissable podcast from BBC Sounds. Part drama, part documentary. A tale of music, cat and mouse, and a subculture at odds with the authorities. Rapidly spiralling out of control. Glow sticks, whistles and everything. I've never witnessed anything like it. This is like a revolutionary moment. We all have nothing to lose. Ecstasy, the Battle of Rave. Listen now on the BBC Sounds app. Hi everyone, I'm Jen. And I'm Jess. We're the hosts of the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to tell you about Strivectin's new Super C Retinol Brighten and Correct Vitamin C Serum. We often interview dermatologists on our podcast and two of their favorite skincare ingredients to recommend are retinol and vitamin C. This Strivectin serum has both in one lightweight layerable formula. It also helps to smooth fine lines and it's clinically proven to visibly brighten and firm skin. If you want to learn more about Strivectin's new Super C Retinol Brighten and Correct Vitamin C Serum, Visit strivectin.com.